0: Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Strategy Hour podcast. I am pumped to do another Boss Talk episode. It's been a while, and this time... There's no Steph Crowder, Aww. which makes me sad. But it's just the two of us, and today we're going to ask we'll a question. Have to just deal with us, <laughs> and we're going to talk about the question and what it means to us and what it meant for our past. So tune in, and are you ready for your question, Emily? Okay, hit me. Did you have any fears when you first started your
1: business? About seventy-five thousand.
0: well uh, before we jump into it i I do want to put a disclaimer out there because i was literally telling emily this this morning (laughs) emily likes to misremember the past and it's almost hysterical she just like it manipulates it so her mind can cope basically Uh i think
1: i told abby i have a fairy that lives in my brain and she flies around my brain waving her magic sprinkle wand on my memories to just make them about 10 times better than how they
0: actually occurred. <laughs> so if she says something and it sounds like she's lying, she probably is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but she's not doing it to fool you or to yeah. lie to you intentionally. It's just because her brain remembers the false version of what actually happened. But yeah. nonetheless, we are going to talk about fear. So I think we can both agree we both had fears when we started our business. Now, I would love to know what some of the things were swirling around in your head. Yeah.
1: Well, I kind of started my business out of... Well, I feel like like a lot of people start, but out of... I had no other choice. <laughs> and I had graduated college and walked away from grad school two weeks before classes started, moved back in with family and kind of was at a crossroads of like, well, what do I do now? I knew schooling I didn't want to keep doing. I knew working the like part-time job at a bakery I didn't want to keep doing. I had been, you know, raised with people who had started their own businesses in one way or another and definitely knew I I could do it. But like everyone else, I, I didn't really know how. And I didn't have any money to pour into it. But I did have time like a lot of time. And so I think I used that to my advantage at the beginning, but it was it was one of those things where it was like I definitely felt pressure because I had just graduated college and, you know, needed to start paying back all of my student loans, but also really supported just because my family has I think this is this is where my fairy memory comes from. My family literally has made me believe that I can absolutely do anything and I will succeed at it and be good at it. And so they were so like overly supportive that I probably went into it blind, like, oh, this will work in one way or another, but it has. Yeah. So I can't say that's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely does not look like anything that it looked like when I first started back in 2011 on my cupcake business. <laughs> but you know it's
0: grown a bit for sure it definitely has i know for those of you who are kind of unaware of my past i i started a lot of side businesses before i actually committed so i think all of the side businesses allowed me to like play Like almost like you're a child where you're like, I'm going to play house or I'm going to play teacher or whatever. It was like I was playing business for so long that by the time I actually did it, I think that took some of the fear away because I knew a little bit about what I was getting into. But there was definitely a lot of desperateness involved because in my specific situation, I, I guess to lay the landscape. When we got married, my husband and I, I was the breadwinner and only because I made a bet with him. He moved to Baltimore while we were engaged, got a job. I was living in a small town in Kansas. And I said, you know what? I really, really want to move home. Like, I want to be back in Kansas City. I, it's not that I want to, like, be neighbors with my parents, even though I love them desperately. You didn't want to move in with your Nana like I did? I I lived with my mom and dad multiple times. I even lived there married, which was cool.
1: (laughs) My mom lived with me when we were married, which was equally
0: cool. Twice. (laughs) Twice. (laughs) So when he moved away, I was like, no, this is a go work for me, basically. And so I made him a bet. I said, if I can get a job and make more money than you make right now, then you have to quit and move home. Ultimatum. <laughs> basically. I really didn't want to move to Baltimore. And it's a beautiful city. And honestly, a part of me is a little sad. We never like lived there as married. I visited there a ton while he was living there. But anyway, that's an aside. So... I mean, we all know what happened, right? I obviously got a job and made more money than him. (laughs) Spoiler alert. But that meant putting my spouse in a position where he had to decide. Like, I had moved and then we got married. And he literally went back to Baltimore because that's where his job was. And he had to decide, like, Do I quit and just move and then look, or like, do I try to look and wait until I get a job? And I was like, No, no, I cannot wait. Like, we we, this needs to happen now. So he quit his job, moved across the country, moved into my Mm -hmm. childhood bedroom with my parents. Not in the same room, (laughs) he started his unemployment journey living with my parents, which was fun. So Fast forward a mm, nine months, 10 months ish, he bought a house because dude wanted to get out. <laughs> we bought a house, I should say. We bought a house, but I was still the one making everything. Like I was making enough. So he still didn't have a job at that point. No, he didn't. We bought a house. Were you when you the only I- one on the house, then mm-hmm. I mean, he, I think he's technically a co signer, but like it's all based on my personal Good income. Girl. Yeah. So that's why we bought the house that we did. Like It's a small and we specifically made it work so that even if one of us was employed in any situation, that yeah. we could still afford to live here. I mean, literally, Jared could work at Chipotle and we could still afford to live here. That's how cheap Midwest it is. Midwest for you. I know, for real. So I decided... I want something more. And so I started looking for a new job. He still (laughs) didn't have a job. (laughs) And I ended up getting recruited away. We both started new (laughs) jobs the same month. So he started a job after being unemployed for almost a year. And I started a brand new job because more money and like, I don't know, like I wanted better things, right? But I was only there three months when they laid me off. And I was like, Oh (laughs) no, you didn't like do not mess with the dynamic of our family. I mean, not that, I mean, Jared's new income was amazing and a hundred percent would pay for this house and we were going to be fine. But for so long, I was so used to taking care of us that I didn't want to like lose that role. And so I was like, I have to make something work. And, I was kind of presented at a crossroads with, do I go out and get another corporate job? I had kind of switched over to startup world and learned my lesson. And I definitely could have gone and worked back in-house design somewhere and had plenty of people calling me, but I wanted so desperately for this to work. And so I was like, I will do anything. And while I was scared out of my mind, I knew in the back of it that financially, our family was going to be okay. I mean, we didn't have much of a savings at this point. Like We were just like starting our married life together. Our wedding was exorbitantly expensive. We still had student loans, even after five years of working. So stupid. Anyway, I was ready for more. And so I jumped in full force and said, you know what, I am going to do this. And the whole time, I think in the back of my mind, the thing that drove me most was if this doesn't work, you have to go back to a 45 minute commute. You have to go back to crying on your way home from your job because you're so frustrated with how all the corporate bullshit works you're going to have to go back to doing things that you don't like doing that. And in some cases, I swear to you, in my last job, I am fairly certain I was breaking some laws and I was being forced to. And so like, I was like, absolutely, I cannot live this way. I am a very... I'm a people pleaser, but I'm also like a rule follower. And so like to be put in a situation where I had to do things for the sake of my family that were still breaking the rules, all the red flags. So it's like, I have to make something work. And I think that desperateness was actually a huge driver into making it work. But obviously, I was scared out of my mind. I didn't want to go back.
1: Yeah, I I think it's interesting just hearing, you know, both of our drives from the beginning, knowing that we ended up in the exact same place, like co-founders of the same business. So like, here we are, and we've been doing this for four years now. But I think it's just really funny to compare that. I think I was so naive, so naive at the beginning. You know, we had a a little bit of a similar journey at the beginning where our... (laughs) Beyonce's, boyfriends, husbands, whatever. They were at different parts of our lives. were not in the same city as us. So Brian and I had dated for four years before I graduated and moved back to Tulsa. And we had always lived in a separate town from each other. We had never, ever lived in the same town. For our first year of dating, we were nine hours apart. And in our second three years of dating, we were about an hour and 45 minutes apart. So definitely a lot closer. But then that When I was graduating, he graduated in December, and I graduated in May. He is a college lifer and would probably still be in school if we let him. He never wanted to graduate because he is definitely two years older than me. But we graduated like four months apart. So he, in that last semester, moved from his town to my town. So for the first time in almost four years, we were living in the same place. So we lived in my townhome in Columbia together. And then when I walked at spring semester, I still had like one class to finish up. I had like two weeks of work left. And straight up one day, I remember like breaking down, sobbing on the phone with my mom, walking across campus, just like missing her and not really sure what I was doing and wanting to do. And so quite literally just a few months after Brian had moved in, I didn't renew my lease and said, I'm moving back home. You can do what you want. And he had a job at Bank of America and like couldn't just really up and leave. You had to stay. I think their rules are a little bit different than where you had to like stay in one location for a year before you could transfer to somewhere else. And so he had just gotten that job. And so I knew that he couldn't come back to Tulsa or move with me if he wanted to for a full year. And so I moved... Moved in, started the whole cupcake business. And then that fall, I think it's funny to remember just how like desperate we both were to like be together with our people. Like, if you were to ask me this now, I'd be like, stay in another state for a year. I don't give a shit. But it had been
0: <laughs> it's it not true. <laughs> you think it had that. been
1: like four months, not even four months, probably. And I was just hysterical. Like, I miss you. Cause right now, at that point, then we were an- six hours away from each other again. So it was not close. And
0: she's also dramatic. I, I don't was know if so you know, dramatic.
1: Know. And he also will literally do anything for me. And so he's like, okay, I'll quit and I'll move there and we'll get an apartment. Me quitting means I have to find a different job because I can't work with Bank of America because I didn't fulfill my year. So he did. So he moved back and we got an apartment and he got a different job and we lived there for a while. And I am the like deciding person in our relationship. And he is super, super just like easygoing and chill like we'll do with whatever. But and he likes kind of the direction and being told what to do. But I am definitely the person that's like, now it's time to get engaged. Now it's time to get married. Now it's time to buy a house. And so I was doing all of those things. And so we got engaged. He moved to Tulsa in like October of 2011. And then we got engaged in December. And then we were able to break our lease in March because A, we had found a house. So we were moving into our first home. But we broke our lease because... The apartment next door to ours had a fire or right below us had a fire and the smoke came up into our apartment and we weren't there, but it just like covered our entire apartment in soot and they came and cleaned it, but it was still like blowing out of the vents and you could still see it on the walls and in the carpet and the hallway. And so we were able to get out of our lease because it was a legit health hazard to stay there. So yeah, we got out of our lease moved into our first home. And from like that entire time, I had been trying the cupcake thing and then had a part-time job at a bakery. And then I think at that point, we're now moving into 2012 is when I started my photography business.
0: Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I think the interesting thing, like, hearing it back, because at the time, trust me when I say our desperateness to, like, be with our people, it wasn't weird. (laughs) Like, and, like, it was very normal that those were the feelings we would have. I think a lot of it has to do with being raised in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. Well and we were just so
1: young. We had just graduated college and like oh yeah. Truly, I am I'm on the side of science that believes your brains don't fully develop until you're literally 30. Like and I don't say that sarcastically. I'm the, look it up, Google it. And it's just that like feeling and this goes for anything with partners, with moving, with jobs, with starting your own business. That feeling of overwhelming anxiety, emotion and desperation.
0: Like all of that in one cauldron together is what made all of it happen. Well, and I think I think a lot of it's also fear driven. Like when you think about it, the desire to be close to people that are crazy supportive of us obviously has a calming effect. Like you going perhaps like if you had decided I'm gonna still go to grad school, it's uncomfortable, but I'm still gonna go to grad school. A lot of your friends or most of them would have moved away. I mean I experienced this. It sucked. All of a sudden that college town that you loved so much feels really empty.
1: Well and I was going to grad school in St. Louis. So not oh, even Oh, you weren't even I going to the town. same school? A brand new town. Brand new school.
0: Mm mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no wonder I
0: quit. <laughs> no wonder (laughs) well you have to have the familiar in some way i mean not everyone is like that i think some people are like driven by this adventure but for me not having that sense of security around you of like even if all of this goes to shit right my parents are here my sister is here i have aunts and uncles that are here like no, we are both very very family oriented like yes. deeply deeply
1: and even like my husband is the same way him and I talk oh it's it's mentioned a couple times a year where well, we'll see someone who you know lives in Chicago and it's it's really cool or they just you know landed in Colorado and it's really cool and they're from here right they're one of our high school friends or college friends or whatever and we both say the same thing where it's like, if we were completely different people, we would 100% do that. But like we are both like, we have like weekly yeah. family dinners. My parents see Penny every week. Like I see my mom multiple times a week where it's just, that's just not the life that we feel comfortable living.
0: Yeah. I for real though, <laughs> like, I, and I sometimes I envy those I'm people. Lunch with my dad today <laughs> in the middle of the day. It's fine. We're normal. We're totally fine. Yeah. No. I like, love my parents. I know. Stop I know. It. But I think <laughs> going back, like, so much of it feels a little adolescent, like, just <laughs> like, but, but like it was just like oh. I'm just going to do this and there's no, like, I don't think even though I was scared out of my mind, the risk didn't, I didn't feel the risk as much. Does that make sense? No, no. I straight up just did not renew my
1: lease and moved in. with <laughs> I was like, I'm out. <laughs> like I probably thought about it for like an hour and then I did it. <laughs> and that a townhome in Columbia,
0: shoot, it was amazing. And it was so cheap. <laughs> We, the townhomes in Columbia are cheap. That, that's just a fact for the record. Oh, it was so great. It was, like, I shit you not. It was,
1: I think my portion was like maybe $500, but it was two bedroom, two and a half bath, two story townhome with a yard and two parking spots in the front. It was amazing. Anyways.
0: <laughs> I just wish, I, I wouldn't change any of it. I wouldn't change any of it. I wish someone had said to me, though, like, "Yeah, quit sweating the small stuff, basically. Because I think even though I didn't see the risk involved of like, you know what? You're just like not going to pursue getting a new job after being laid off. Like, you're going to just start from scratch, like brand new. I didn't have a business at all, literally at all. And then I had one and then I booked it out and then I like replaced my income, which was insane, but I didn't see the risk of just like dropping everything to start over. But I, I wish someone had said like, don't worry about the little things that are going to happen throughout that journey. Because a lot of the stuff in the beginning, it was like, you know what? It's just, it's going to ruin it all. It's going to ruin everything. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty nerve wracking to be. I was like, what, "What? Let's see. I had barely met you, so maybe three, three or four months into my new business, yeah. And someone threatened to sue me. Yeah, I'm like threatened. what? I'm like, for what money? I don't know what money you think you're gonna get. I like, it's all gone. I already spent it on my house and food and whatever. <laughs> you guys be crazy." Yeah.
1: I think it, it's just really interesting to look back. There's there's definitely stuff I would do differently. A hundred thousand percent, there was stuff I would do differently. I think that maybe what I wish I had was not necessarily desperation because I love truly that I came from starting you know, all three of my businesses before I actually landed on something that worked with just such freedom and such like, oh, that didn't work. That didn't sound fun. Let me try something else but also for someone like me that's somewhat of a dangerous place to be when your options are really endless it gets really overwhelming we you know Brian made good money where we didn't need my income and so it was one of those things where i had so much support and freedom to just try things on for size and waste a day at target and then do this until i really like Oh this is the benefit of me actually getting serious about this. Here's what's available to me when I when I do take it more seriously. And and that's definitely when things shifted. Do you feel like
0: cuz I know you did this. I know there was so even like so if we're looking specifically when at your photography business, I know there was a couple of photographers in town that you like yeah. looked up to and you're like if I just do this and be more like them, then XYZ will happen. Do you feel like the looking up to other people has benefited you long term? Or do you feel like it was better just in the beginning? And now it's more detrimental.
1: I think it was just better in the beginning. So I think it gets you so far. I think it gets you, here's something I could model. Oh, this shows me that this is a real thing. And I can put on my big girl panties and I can make it happen and work uniquely for me. And I definitely use that. Like, I'm not saying I stole and I didn't steal anyone's clients. I was really good friends with this photographer who I learned from. And I paid to learn from her. But I like replicated her like entire sales process or model and like put my own spin on it and did it with my own clients and it worked. And so that's definitely when I got addicted to learning and then teaching other people how to do it, which opened up the opportunities for this. But I feel like there's some points in business where You need to keep your head down and you need to keep asking yourself, what do I really need and how do I want to get there? Because I think if you're looking at someone else's business as a kicking off point, like, oh, this is proven. That means I can do it. Let me use some of those same strategies, done and done. Use it to like get started. And then you kind of have to hunker down and focus for real
0: and it's a hard lesson to learn i've learned it many times in business for sure and you know i can't say i wish i could tell you guys that the fear goes away what what is that uh what is that curve i can't remember what it's called the hunk I want to say the hunker dunker curve but that's definitely close. You're not, very close. I know. I know. That's why I'll try like try I'll try to google it. You explain it. Okay, so the thought is that over time your confidence and what's the other access? Your confidence and your <laughs>
1: I'm I'm looking it up as fast as I can.
0: Basically, what happens is you lose confidence over time on a bell curve but it serves you so well it's Dunning-Kruger Dunning-Kruger curve Dunning-Kruger Dunning-Kruger effect D-U-N-N-I-N-G I I see it it. K-R-U-G-E-R effect okay you guys don't call me crazy until I have actually effectively explained this (laughs) But tell them a little bit about what the two axes are while I pull it up.
1: Okay. Sorry. I just went backwards. Okay. Here it is. Okay. So it's a cognitive bias where you have self-awareness and recognition and then that dip of lack of confidence. I'm trying to find her exact. Did you find it?
0: Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. So when you're just getting started... You have no experience, but your confidence skyrockets immediately. And I will tell you all day long that that is so true. Yes. Yes. The tiny bit of result and you're like, I'm such a baller. <laughs> I, for real though. Nope. For real. Nope. I can't nope. even tell you the amount of like, I got this all figured out. I know exactly what I'm doing. This is so great. Well, what happens is the more experience you get, your confidence will dip on a bell curve until you become an expert. And so on, you get to a low point and then your confidence starts going slowly back up until you become an expert. And I'll tell you right now that the time frame in which this happens is much longer than I want to admit out loud.
1: Yep. Yeah. That dip is
0: can be years it can be years and it can kill a business if you're not careful yep you have to even when you start doubting yourself that doesn't mean you're broken it doesn't mean your business is broken it just means you're a normal human being going through normal psychological changes. I just want to put on
1: 23-year-old me hat again. And be crazy confident for no and, reason. Yeah, and just be like, fuck it. I'm just going to make this rash decision because I know it's going to work out.
0: <laughs> Did <Yeah>. it though? <laughs> Did it? Did 23-year-old you really get the result that you would want today? I mean... I don't think so.
1: It, I, I think it's irrelevant. I think, yeah, 23-year-old me got the results that I needed at that time to get started. But those aren't, those aren't the results that you need later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you guys should look up that more info on that though, because w- the Wikipedia page for Dunning-Kruger effect is very interesting. And it, explain- it explains it a lot more. And it's Kruger
0: with a K, K-R-U-G-E-R.
1: Kruger with a K, Yeah. It's very interesting and really, honestly, hasn't been around that long, but there's also some studies that are cited in there of Dunning's work, one called Self-Insight Roadblocks and Detours on the Path to Knowing Thyself. If you're incompetent, you can't know you're incompetent. The skills you need to produce a right answer are exactly the skills you need to recognize what a right answer is.
0: Right. Which is why the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Ignorance is bliss, basically. But really. But <laughs> 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 not kind of, but really. The but more really. you know, the less confident you will become. And, it, and it's okay. It's, it's, it is what it is. You can't stop it. Mm-mm. You just have to
1: work around it.
0: You have to push through the fear. You have to push through the anxiety like while doing your best to take care of yourself personally.
1: And then at the end of the day, just work on getting yourself a fairy in
0: your brain that erases all your memories like mine for real though i was the things emily told me happened i was like what world did you live on this morning i was
1: saying stuff where she was around so she was like no that didn't happen
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah for real i was like oh no mm -mm."
1: all right well i think that's all we have for you guys today hope this gave you a little bit of insight as to how wild the journey can be. And no matter where you are in the process, we get it. We've been there.
0: Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation.